Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Attack. I'm your host Trevor, and I'm currently wore out from work this week. <laughs> what? I, I took. Think they were supposed to work you. Oh uh, well, I took. Yeah, because you took last week off, right? That's right. Oh. So now I got to pay for it this week. <laughs> it's mo- modern <laughs> capitalist America. You take a week off, you have to do two weeks worth of work. And you return. Yes, delicious. <laughs> uh, I'm Jay, and and I'm mentally and physically tired from. Uh, working on slash planning the Gameopolis upgrade. Mm, Which I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm tired of recognizing what a failure I've been as a nerd father. My my son, so we subscribe to these, like, monthly, um, I'm going to call them science or engineering project crates. Yeah, yeah, that's a good description, science boxes. And so the one he had last month was to build a pinball machine. And it was cool. Like it, it was really well done and it, you know, it's fun and he gets done building and I'm like, you've literally never even played like a real pinball machine. Like I sh- you know, we need to find a pinball machine. I have failed to find a pinball machine. Like I took him to the arcade. I'm using that term loosely here in our local mall. There's no pinball machine there. What in the world? Like how do you have an arcade <laughs> without a pinball machine? And so I'll return now to shaking my fist at the clouds. So one of my uncles had like three pinball machines in his basement. Okay. So when we, went, when we went to the family reunion, my kids spent most of the time playing pinball. Oh. Um, he he just retired and he sold off his pinball machines so he could, and he used the money to take a trip. I was so disappointed. That is terrible. Uh. I wish I had bought his machines. I seriously yeah. want to own a pinball machine. I'm pretty sure I would break it within the first week of ownership and then not have the wherewithal to repair it. And by wherewithal, I mean skill. Uh, I mean, there's probably <sighs> pinball repairmen locally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I need to just bite the bullet and buy myself one. My birthday is coming up, so maybe I deserve one. <laughs> so my my tell of woe with the Gameopolis upgrade is that, like, I had everything lined up to where hopefully everything would be completed around the middle of October. Mm-hmm. And I placed the order for the the tables, which... You know, are slated to arrive by the on the website it says six weeks i call them they they confirm it six weeks and then after i place the order for uh, and drop like over six thousand dollars on tables uh i get a confirmation email saying that the estimated ship date is uh instead like middle of november savage november 14th awesome (laughs) so we're gonna have like this cleared out store with our smaller number of old tables in there and no uh 
<laughs> it's gonna look a little empty, I guess, but oh well. <laughs> dang it. I'm actually I'm I'm uh seeing if I can uh what can be done about potentially hopefully getting it uh bumped up or getting it from someone else or you know, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Jay will find a way. Hopefully. Um as far as discount games inc. Um the Kador stuff for Mark IV is posted for pre-sale. Um, so check that out. Um, and that's going to be in November. Um, I'm, I'm restarting uh, the Meta podcast. Oh. And I, I took a, a summer vacation. <laughs> uh, a sabbatical, and if you will. Yes, paused it. Uh, it's a little bit difficult with, like, I kind of suspected that there was something at some point on the horizon, and there wasn't oh, much uh-huh. coming out, and so uh, now I'm coming back at, like, the perfect time to have, you know, lots of interesting conversations about stuff that's coming up, so. Brilliant. Huzzah. Brilliant. Huzzah, indeed. Um, all right, well, we're going to spend this episode... Uh, pitching or talking about different things that uh, Trevor's just going to duplicate the pre-ramble. I can't. can't. (laughs) Yeah. No, but if you're not subscribed, go to Patreon. Subscribe. We discuss a product in the in the um, pre-ramble that is, I think, is worth people's time. So I agree. um, I agree. So go subscribe and listen to us. Mostly talk about old men things and politics, but every once in a while we do talk about something <laughs> more more interesting. Of worth to you. <laughs> All right. Well, Trevor, you said you had multiple things, so you get to go first. Okay. Uh, so I don't remember if it was last week in the regular episode or during the pre-ramble that I was talking about Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it was the pre-ramble. Okay. So, and it, it uh, went right onto my watch list. Sure. So Paper Girls is a TV series, and I'm not going to talk about the TV series. We're going to go beyond that, but I'll explain the background of where I got to where I am. So Paper Girls is a Amazon-created TV series that um, in some ways is a competitor to um, Netflix's Stranger Things. It is time travel uh, based on the adventures of four 12-year-old girls who are born about 1976 and the, the show starts in 1988. Um, so um, I watched all the series. The first one was a little hard to get into and a little wonky, um, but then it picked up from there and it got really interesting. Um, and I got to the end of it. And um, during each episode near the credits, you see that it's based on um, the comic by um uh, Brian K. Vaughn. So if you don't know who he is, I'll talk about him in just a second. But anyway, I get to the very end. The last episode goes off, and I I get one of those feelings like, crap, now I'm going to have to wait like a year and a half, two years for the next season to show up, or even uh-huh. a year. And I'm not willing to accept that at this point. I'm really invested, and they leave it on sort of a cliffhanger that I don't particularly care for. So I'm like, well, screw them. I'll just go read the comic. You'll show them. Yeah, so... Uh, before you talk about Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Ex Machina, is that him? Uh, so more than that, Brian K. Vaughn is the guy who uh, was basically the person who wrote, was the creator of Why the Last Man, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Saga. Jeez, really? 
And, and this is where Paper Girls comes from? Correct. He, Man, so, I feel like you should have led with this pitch before. Uh, I am leading with this pitch. We're just I just <laughs> gave you some background of how I got to where I am. But the pitch has started now, Josh. I'm okay, leading right, with this right. pitch. <laughs> he wrote another one called Pride of Baghdad. Honestly, if you haven't read any of those, you should go read some of them. And I don't care which one. Just look at all of them. Pick one of them that looks the most interesting to you and read them. Um, just don't or, read any of them. With your kids. <laughs> uh, some of them are not as bad as others. Don't uh, read Don't read Saga with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Saga was like... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, anyway, Why the Last Man's fantastic. Ex Machina is really fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. What I what I read of Saga was good. I didn't finish it. I know Jay read a lot more of it than, than either of us. I got as far as the series got. I think that he was going to do like a second series of it. Did it remain good, Jay? That's the real question. Yeah, I, I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, I enjoyed Why the Last Man. I haven't read Ex Machina. You should. I think you'd really like Ex Machina. Anyway. I'm surprised you haven't. Yeah, I thought you had. No, I, I don't I, think actually, I finished I, Ex Machina, and I can't remember why. Like, it makes me think that something disturbed me at some point in time. What, what do you think happened with Ex Machina and me, Trevor? If you um, were making a prediction. So, so... <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on air, but you were borrowing those comics from me, and I didn't oh. have them. I didn't have all of them at the time. Oh, I, so that's all that happened. Yeah, that I'm, seems... I'm I'm guessing that's what happened. Yeah, I do have okay. I do have all of them now. Yeah. Okay. I uh I I don't think I knew that it that he made them, or I thought it was related to the really bad movie. Oh. <laughs> oh no. yeah 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 <laughs> right. I know that name is unfortunate for that very reason. I mean it predates that movie so if they yeah. if anything they stole it from him but there's nothing in relation i mean they're yeah i mean ex machina is it's really up your alley jade it's you should read it anyway so back to paper girls paper girls is his okay. most most recent it um at least i'm sure he's doing something more recent than that because it's it it ended in the end of 2019 i think um, so from about 2015 to 2019, he was doing Paper Girls. Um, so anyway, this is this is a story that is based on these these um, four 12 year old girls. The comic starts very similar to the TV series, but it veers off from the TV series very early on. So the 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 heart of what's going on is still there in the mo- in the TV series, but you can tell that it's very much cleaned up for a more general audience. The, the the sci-fi is not quite as far out there. I mean, I don't know if you've ever. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, a good example of this sort of thing that happens in comics is, um, well, Kick-Ass is not a good example because it's actually fairly close to the comic. But it, I don't know if you ever. I know Josh didn't, but there's a movie called Wanted that that store uh, starred Angelina Jolie and I can't think of um, Professor X. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. No, no, the other Professor X. Young. Oh yeah, from First Class. Uh, yeah, it was one of his. Yeah. It was one of his first first movies. Anyway, it's it's about uh, James McAvoy. It, it, it's about a guy that thinks he's a nobody, but finds out that he's actually a superhero or a son of a superhero. Well, the comic version of Wanted is way over the top. Like, <laughs> and the funny thing is, the movie's pretty over the top, but the comic is just far beyond what the movie is. But they they dumb it down for general audiences to try to make it more sellable. Same thing happens in paper. Um, girls like the and i think some of it was also tamed down a little bit because the amount of special effects they would have to do to do what they do in the comic is probably 
limited by their budget substantially. Oh, sure, sure. But one of the things that that I so it's it's a time travel story, and I love time travel. I've I've said that many times. But one of the things that this thing I think does better than a lot of time travel stories is this time travel story does a lot to make you think about your own life. One of the themes that's not common in time travel stories, and I don't know why, is most of the 12-year-old girls meet versions of themselves as they're traveling through time. And a, okay. lot of, and a lot of the conversations they end up having is, what have you done with your life? Like 12-year-old you is standing before you and you're having a conversation, and they're like, here's all my dreams, why have you... <laughs> 12 12-year-old me would be so disappointed in in me for not using my Oculus very much. <laughs> right? Your 12 12-year-old you finds out that you have VR and he's like, "Why aren't you on it constantly?" Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the that is the core theme of Paper Girls. These 12-year-old okay. girls end up meeting their older selves and in some cases they end up, you know, sympathizing with them and in some cases they end up chastising them, but it's a lot about this relationship between um you and and where you thought and you your future self right yeah and your yeah, future yeah. self and it's fantastic gosh dang he does a really good job of of bringing in ideas and and thought. and are you saying that he does an even better job in the comic than the show mm, so i would say yes okay. the, the, that's still the main theme in the show yeah um you can just explore things differently in a comic though than you can a show yeah, I I think so. Um, you know, but the show has that as its central theme as well. Um, there's just there's more going on. You learn a lot more from the comic. There's a lot of things that happen in the TV show that sometimes feels like they're holding back from giving you all the exposition mm-hmm. that they don't hold back in the comic. There's in fact there was something that happened in the TV show where I was like that made no sense. Why did they do that? You know, and then I read the comic and it's clearly explained in the comic. And I'm like, oh, well, oh, interesting. That's that feels like something that hit the cutting room floor and wasn't explained in the TV series, Um, which I mean, sure, that happens all the time. But anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend this over the TV show, like like which one. Okay. But I feel like if you're not the type that's willing to wait for next season and it's something you'd get engaged in, you should probably head towards the comic and get the full story. To be fair, I've not yet finished the comic. I am 60% of the way through it, and it has not completed all of the major plot points from the TV show yet. Of even the first season, you mean? Um, they don't take them in the same order. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, like it's very, very different. Like, the, the, the main themes, the main characters are similar, but there's some things that are very, very different. Um, I don't want to, like, spoil too much, but... Yeah, that's a, fine. As, as an example, one of the girls in the TV show, when she goes forward in the future and meets herself, her mother has passed away, which, you know, not an uncommon thing. Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so she's got to deal with the death of her mother as she's dealing with with, you know, her future self, which, whom she sees as sort of a failure in the comics. When she goes forward in time and meets herself, her mother has not died. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to. They're they're just a very different. There's some similar plot points, but the stories are very different. Okay. So you know, depending on what you'd prefer, whether you'd prefer to just veg out and watch on the couch, or you'd prefer to actively read, and you like the little bit more over the top um, world of comics, you know, because it is pretty 
I, I'm not. This is not too much of a spoiler. I'm going to throw this out there. One of the entities that they end up sort of, quote unquote fighting is time travelers from the future, and these time travelers breed dinosaur uh mounts <laughs> amazing amazing okay so these dinosaur mounts that they um they're flying you're saying that's only in the comic book no 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 it's in, in the... it's in both oh oh it is okay oh it that's is amazing in both, but it, it plays a much bigger role in the comics and i again that's one of those things where the, the change between the tv series and the comics is that you know how much cgi can you handle of dinosaurs flying around the screen you know what i mean <laughs> like how much money are you going to throw at this you know, TV show that you're yeah, not sure yeah. is going to succeed. I wouldn't be shocked if there's more flying dinosaur mounts in season two, but yeah, in the comic, they're all over the place because it's funny. again, it's over the top. So that is my pitch. I, I hope that if you, even if you don't read paper girls, you go read something by Brian K Vaughn. Um, his stuff is fantastic. All right, Josh, I'm going to going to drag you into doing a pitch with me. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, okay. I, I I asked you, or I asked us, like if we had stuff to pitch, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was exactly how I, I read it when you texted that. <laughs> I mean, I can pitch a bill about transparency. Oh wait, we're not behind a we're not behind a paywall, so never mind. Why why would you uh, like <laughs> transparency? What what? <laughs> In government, I mean. Exactly. Yeah, what? <laughs> I know, you're too old and jaded, both of you already. It's true. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we've we've All right, I'm ready to be dragged in. this uh, multiple times. Uh but it's time to do a full pitch, Josh. Let's let's uh it's it's time to pitch Strange New Worlds. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But Hold I would on. have to buy a subscription. <laughs> Listen, the start of my pitch is you can't everybody cancel a subscription right now so you can replace it with this subscription. Go on, Jay. Well, really, this is your pitch. And 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 you love this. I mean, I, I love this, but I think that this is your this is your true love. So let me just ask this, Jay, as as the start of my pitch. Um Okay. Of the modern Star Trek shows, is it not the one that most feels like a Star Trek show? Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, so best is subjective. Um, most worth watching. But I mean, I feel pretty comfortable saying it's the best, and it, it kind of pains me because I, my heart wants to say that the Picard show should be the best. Sure, sure. Well, because like you, like me. That's your captain, probably, right? Um, sure, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know I mean, that Trevor, I have Trevor, what's your like, Star I'm, Trek show? What? I'm I'm polyamorous with captains, I guess. I'll... You're <laughs> a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're a dysfunctional polyamorous with captains, is what you are. <laughs> so you're you're gonna dis you're gonna dislike my answer, Joe. But my no, I'm probably not. But I, I'm really curious. Go. I'm I'm expecting you to say the uh, uh, OG Kirk. Maybe. No, he's going to say the the guy who did the, the time travel show as well. That's correct. It is John, Jonathan Archer is my favorite yeah. captain. Scott, oh, Scott, sure, Scott sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I will... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, don't get me wrong. Uh, Enterprise has a lot to recommend it. I, I really enjoyed Enterprise. I know I'm not a purist, so I realize that there's 
you know, Star Trek purists out there who, who dislike the show because some of the things it did, but whatever. I love Enterprise and I love Jonathan Archer. He's my favorite captain. Um, that said, second place is clearly um, Captain Picard. So, but I have yeah. more in, personally in common with Jonathan Archer than I do with Captain Picard. Picard is like, he is the antithesis of me. <laughs> <laughs> like he has, he has patience for days. He's refined. The man of culture. The man of culture. He's everything I am not. So while I love him to death, he is not me. I, I guess I'll say what I'll say about Picard, the, uh, the, uh, the new series. So I've, I've, I've watched through season two. That's what they've made so far. They're going to make a third season and that will be the final season of the show. Um, and like I, it, it, it does a good job sometimes of getting like some of the nostalgia feels and, um, that's good. There's just some parts where it feels like the story writing is, is a little bit weak. Yeah. I just felt like I've only watched season one. And there was a lot that I enjoyed about it. Uh, we're talking about Picard still here, right? Yes, just so uh-huh. I didn't yeah. distract it. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was a lot so that I liked didn't about it. Mistake but... it for Discovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right. And I don't want anyone to think I'm saying anything bad about Strange New Worlds because you'll hear me choke myself out right here on on uh, the recording if I speak ill of Captain Pike. But um, yeah, I it just it, it just had some. I mean, it had the same problem as Discovery. Like, it was trying too hard to be edgy in a way that just doesn't speak Star Trek to me, right? That, that's what I, I felt really... like in the first part. Is the second season any better? Um, or did you not feel No, I mean, I did I did like the second season. I think it's worth watching. Um, I the, the edgy stuff doesn't really bother me that much like it does with Josh. But it's. I will say that it is... One of the things that, as a compare and contrast between Strange New Worlds and both Discovery and Picard, is that Strange New Worlds um, is, it feels a little bit, there. there is kind of like an overarching story to the season, but it's a lot more episodic. And in both, you know, there's there's been kind of a trend with Prestige TV that there is going to be a... Uh, an overarching story that you have to watch everything in order and everything's tied together, et cetera. And, and in general, I like that, but you also have to be really good to make it work. And right. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're, I, I just feel like the writing's a little bit weak in discovery and, uh, Picard. And I, I don't feel that way with strange new worlds, but they also are not trying the same format. They're not trying as deliberately to have it all tie together and right. Correct. I mean, like there is like, there's really, there's callbacks more there's than things anything. that happened. Yeah. But so I, uh, one, one other thing to tie into discovery. And, and I don't think that this should discourage you from watching strange new worlds. If you don't want to watch discovery, but in season two of discovery, uh, captain Pike is long the, may he reign. Long may he reign, uh, is, is the captain of the discovery ship. And it's, you know, obviously the best season of discovery. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably fair. Um, (laughs) and it is, it's basically kind of setting up for him getting his own show, um, which then happens in strange new worlds. So, 
you you can easily just jump right into Strange New Worlds and not watch Discovery, but uh, you can, I guess, be aware that Captain Pike does have season two of Discovery where he's capt- captaining the ship. So right, yeah, you don't need Discovery. Let's be clear, you don't need it. Yes, you just don't. You don't need it. Yeah, because here's the other thing, and I think I've said this before, but I want to add it to my pitch. Like Strange New Worlds is the gateway to Star Trek for modern kids or whatever right i mean I think my yeah. my oldest daughter i watched the first episode of strange new worlds and i'm just like gushing to her one day you know we're talking on facetime or whatever i'm like this is such a great show i think you would really love it yeah they've already watched the whole season because it just sucked them right in you know and uh, and these are jaded bitter gen z's right like <laughs> and that's the thing is like she even texted me after the first one or two episodes and she's like I didn't expect this to be so, I think, hopeful is the term she used, you know, which is part of what well, I think to me is part of what was the magic of Gene Roddenberry's original Star Trek. Right. It was this hope like, filled. It is a kind of a utopia that is aspirational. It feels like at some point. That's a great way to say it. Yes, it's an aspirational science fiction. Right. And and the thing the thing that's kind of interesting, I mean, I, and maybe that's part of what. Not only did Strange New Worlds give me the sort of that nostalgia, you know, that memory of my Star Trek, which for me was Next Generation, right? But it 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 sort of came as a breath of fresh air into this. And don't get me wrong, I love this crap, but it came into this environment of dystopian and post-apocalyptic and just like dreary, hopeless science fiction. Um, so all of that just lined up into this beautiful package for me, which is why, yes, Trevor, you should be canceling a subscription and <laughs> get on board the Captain Pike hype train. You can do really. You can uh, just do one month of uh, Paramount Plus, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I've continued my subscription only to reward them for Strange New. So I feel like this isn't. I'm not going to put this as a spoiler because it basically happens at the start of the first uh, episode. Yeah. But there is, so I, I, I want to bring up one of my potential minor quibbles with, how dare you with kill the, the recording right now. <laughs> and I, and I'm doing it partially because I want to get your reaction, Josh, and, and you okay. tell me why okay. I'm wrong. Okay. So, uh, in, in season two of discovery captain pike in order to save the day he had to uh, get a time stone that was going to you know help them save the day and he touches the time stone and it shows him the course of his life uh and that he's going to end his life a horribly disfigured uh human being that's in this life support wheelchair and the season starts with him uh kind of having flashbacks about that and dealing with that and and throughout the season it um this will come up him having like you know determining how to do what how he's going to react to having this knowledge of what his future is um and i'm not sure that i really liked it that much as a story device device okay yeah and i'm i'm curious if if you 
agreed or disagree with that. Well, here's why I appreciate you setting this up for me, teeing it up real good, Jay, because this is clearly what we should have led with as the pitch to Trevor. Trevor, how how did you like Paper Girl's uh, plot device of um, young girls essentially having conversations or interactions with their future selves? Um, I liked it quite a bit. In fact, well, I don't, that's a spoiler. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Yeah. There, there's some, but, there's definitely some um, things they find out about their future that they don't like. So Captain Pike has this incredible pathos, these incredible moments where he's asking that question. Like, if I knew how it all would go, what would I do? How would I do it differently? You know, what, what choices would I make? Could I potentially change this? And should I change this? And, yeah, a lot like conversations with your future self. Uh, so I'm going to mic drop right there because what I'm telling Trevor <laughs> is the Star Trek Strange New Worlds is paper girls in the in the Federation. <laughs> <laughs> Do I believe that? Have I, has this budding young politician ever lied to you outside of, <laughs> outside of every board game we've ever played, Trevor? <laughs> uh, do I answer that? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. The people know the truth, Trevor. <laughs> uh, that would be my only argument, Jay, or that would be oh, my counter to your to your concerns, Jay. Um. I didn't. I didn't find it particularly bothersome. No, I. Um. I because really to me it was. I can't remember if I've told you guys this story before. Once when I was 13 years old, my father, some friends of his, invited us to go on a fishing expedition up to Saskatchewan, Canada. Right. Let me tell you the number of times I have fished in my life. Uh, hold on, carry the one. I think it's two. And uh, anyway, so this was like a trip that was way beyond. You should probably be only admitting this behind the paywall. Oh, that's probably true. Look, my (laughs) nine-year-old just caught the bug, and I'm going to have to learn how to fish again as an adult. So that'll be interesting. But um, on this trip in in the cabin where we were staying, there was this book that was like a collection of short stories. Like, uh, shoot, what's the stupid – what's the short story? uh, Hugo Award or Nebula Award? You know, it it was a collection of those type of uh, award-winning stories, right? Um, and there was one where, that I read that I cannot, I've never found the name again. I, I, I don't know what the story is, but it was the story of this um, uh, starship captain. Like, you know, he was just sort of a, he just ran like freight or whatever. And the, the hook in the story was that when they activated their FTL drives, it, it sort of opened up this prism of possible, like you would see all these multiversal versions of yourself, you know, that had made different choices. And so he would see himself as a, like a admiral, you know, a great captain. He would see some spaces where there, he didn't exist, you know, because he had made choices where he was dead or gone or, you know, or he'd see versions of himself prosperous, you know, this, that, and the other. And the whole story in the end was sort of this tale of him kind of coming to peace with, the choices he had made and where he was at, you know, in his life now. And uh, anyway, it just really stuck with me. And so I think that that plot hook or that storyline element with uh, Captain Pike, to me, it like uh, resonated with that memory, with that short story that had stuck with me for, you know, 
30 some odd years. And so there was, yeah, there was a couple things that just made me enjoy that storyline quite a bit. All right. Well, Josh, any, uh, any final thoughts on, uh, the, the pitch for strange new world. I mean, my, really my final thoughts are what subscriptions do you have Trevor? And we'll tell you which ones to get rid of. Oh, gosh, <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that is kind of a like super personal question to be asking someone. Uh, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. And then on Amazon, I have a star subscription. I have HBO max or whatever HBO or whatever the hell it's called now discovery uh, hbo less shows.com or whatever yes <laughs> um crunchy roll um what's the other one called are you done with attack on titan i think you could take a pause from crunchy i'm just gonna come right out and say it i think that's what um, he's using to watch his like robotech shows oh never uh, mind it's G- gundam is what i'm watching sure um but i have a bunch more on there and and to be fair <laughs> my jay's like i said your words yeah. <laughs> um my daughter and wife are more into anime than i am so they actually uh i don't at this point now that i've um now that i've jumped in i don't think i can jump out um, but sure. the, here's here's the problem so and this would solve all my issues so i also have a funimation subscription i have funimation and crunchyroll they're both anime subscription services here's the thing Funimation was bought out by Crunchyroll. So they're the same service, but they haven't merged yet. So there are things on Crunchyroll that are not on Funimation. There are things on Funimation that are not on Crunchyroll yet. But when they finish their merge, all of them should be on Crunchyroll and I get rid of Funimation. So I'm technically paying for two anime services at this point. (laughs) Jeez. Um, well, when you're um, uh, find a, a place in your heart for Trevor Captain Pike, yeah, <laughs> hardcore weeb. Oh my gosh, amazing. <laughs> um, I currently don't have Apple Plus, but I, when when Ted Lasso returns, I will again. Oh, I have Disney Plus as well. Obviously. Okay, come on. If you're if you're doing that kind of nonsense, you could clearly do Paramount for a <laughs> month, just like well, listen, You're are you your tipping point was Disney Plus, which is like. Half the episodes of Chain Attack are about the MCU at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I other than like Peacock and Discovery, like all the major streaming services I have, those are really the only. <laughs> or sorry, Peacock Discovery. Showtime. Well, no Showtime. Yeah, no Showtime. I don't have any of those. I don't have. I don't have. Well, I guess I have HBO Max. So yeah, but anyway, I don't. I don't know why I keep the Star subscription. To be fair, that's probably the one that would go. There you go. Yeah, well, it would bring you great happiness. I can, I can guarantee it. There, there are some shows on Stars that I want to see. Like they, they had, uh, what was the Black Flag or whatever that was the pirate one. I never did watch it, but I thought that was called like Our Flag Means Death. That's no, that's uh, that's on Hulu. That's on Because that's, that's a Taika Waititi one, right? Yeah. Correct. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I have it on s- multiple subscription services, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I have a a quick pitch uh on a game so i i've i think i mentioned in the last episode that i played some of uh cult of the lamb and recognized that it was a cool game but not what i was wanting to play right now and that i was wanting to play more of like a uh roguelite deck building game or, or card game and so i did some google searches and and 
downloaded several, and the first one I'm going to pitch is the the first one that I've played so far. Uh, the name of it is Meteorfall Journeys, and uh, it is three or four dollars on the iPad. Uh, it's on other systems as well, um, and then it does have a follow-up Meteorfall Crummit's Tale, uh, and I think it's like seven or eight dollars on uh, on the iPad. Okay, I have played Meteorfall on the phone. Uh, yeah, sure. Does that seem likely? Yeah. But the one you're talking about is called Meteorfall Journeys, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Carry on. Uh, the one you played is probably Meteorfall Journeys, uh, but well, possibly not. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, so the yeah, it looks like that is Meteorfall Journeys and Meteorfall are likely the same thing, Josh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, to start off, you you pick a class that you're you're going to play and you get a deck of uh 10 cards and then it's it's pretty similar to many of the other games in this genre um you will uh face a decision of on if you're going to uh you know go to the forest or the plains and you go there and then you'll have an encounter and most of the encounters are um fights and when you are presented with a fight you can choose to either do the fight or to heal some hit points um if you do the fight you'll get a reward of experience and money uh as you level up you can get you'll have two choices each time you level up sometimes it is picking a card to add to the deck or it could be picking to upgrade a card, etc. Um, and then some of the things that you fight are, or things that you come to, instead of being a fight, there's stuff like upgrading your cards or paying to get rid of some of your cards or resting to heal uh, or things of that nature. Um, and when it comes time to do a fight, it is some of the, the, the main mechanics of it are you have stamina and hit points and you'll have a number of actions for your round and you'll draw a card from your deck and you can either you have two options at that point you can either swipe right and that will play the card or you can swipe left and that will not play the card and you'll gain more five stamina i think or maybe four for not playing the card and the cards if it let's say i'm doing a a physical attack um, that will do the attack, deal the damage described on the card, and then it will decrease my stamina some by however much the card says. Um, the other type of, the other most common type of attack, or, or I guess potentially buff to are spells. Uh, instead of using stamina, the spells will have a number of charges on them. Uh, ranging from one to three and when you cast a spell a charge gets used and then in order to um you will have other cards in your deck that will refresh more uh charges onto the uh onto the spell and so when it's your turn you you draw cards until 
your your number of actions reaches zero and then it will pass to the enemy they'll do their attacks and you'll go back and forth uh until you have uh either won or lost the the battle um so that's a a pretty brief overview of the game it is you, you can have things like items that you equip or etc um but have I, josh it sounds like you have, have played some of it have, have you trevor i've never even heard of it until now okay it looks like adventure time yeah i just i, I forgot to say that that the art style is very much adventure time style yeah 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 i i actually remember when i first you know, because I have the attention span of a gnat for games, let's face it. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. I remember playing it quite a bit when I first got it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess one of my, uh, I mean, this might sound like damning with faint praise, but okay. I don't, I don't necessarily intend it that way. Um, because to be clear, the expected value of any video game I purchase is that I will buy it and not play it. <laughs> <laughs> and this game is a game that I have spent three dollars on, and I will probably get thirty to maybe thirty-five hours of playtime in, and then I'll be done with it, and I'll probably never play it again. But, but that's actually a really impressive. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 like Josh yeah, rewatching the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um. One of my one of my minor quibbles with the game potentially is that, and, and I mean I guess some of this is maybe that I'm familiar with the deck building genre or with these types of games, but um, there's there's probably you know six or seven heroes, and my plan is that I'm going to beat the game with each hero and then be done with the game, and. And in fairness, the the reviews that I read said that the sequel, uh, Meteor Fall Crummit's Tale, is supposed to be better than than the first one. But I was like, well, whatever. I'll 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 play the first one first. It's cheap, and then if I like it, I'll do the second one as well. Um, but there's several of the class decks where I beat the I beat the end boss in my first time playing the classes deck. Oh, that's kind which, of disappointing. Which would never happen in <laughs> several other. And say like, slay the spire. Yeah, and slay the spire. Like you're, you're, you have to unlock cards and like go at this multiple times before, uh, you know, you're you're going to have any glimmer of of getting to the final boss. Um, so that's one potential knock on it. But like I said, it it is one where I feel like I'm going to get well worth my enjoyment out of it so good mini pitch yeah uh we've we've got just a few minutes left did you have a mini pitch trevor or do we want to go over something else uh well does josh have a mini pitch of his i don't really have a pitch or did or did you like trick him into no, doing he, he saved me with strange new worlds so you know that's uh... <laughs> I, mean, I, I claimed that was my actual pitch, and then Jay was just doing Meteor Fall. You know, that's how it really worked out. <laughs> I, I see. I, I um, can do. We, we can do an. I, I have a, a a mini pitch that'll okay. actually tie in. I, I okay. was gonna say I have a pitch, but it doesn't feel like a mini pitch. It feels like okay. this. This one is this is legitimately a mini pitch. Okay. Uh, it ties into Strange New Worlds. Uh, Josh. Oh, is this? Are are you doing lower decks? 
let's let's talk about lower decks uh, i gotta go back to it i've only done uh i've only done the season. first season yeah okay so there's two seasons of it um you know they're they're 20 minute cartoons uh the main character is voiced by the actor who plays huey and the boys um and he does a good job and i guess I and mean, it is much more has more adult themes than the other Star Trek shows and, and sometimes add some crude humor, stuff like that. But it, it does feel to me like it is um it has a lot of inside jokes or, or makes fun of things that are going on in Star Trek or Yeah, the tropes and Easter eggs that are that it has, et cetera. And it's it's just kind of a, a light, fun uh, show that it doesn't take itself too seriously, but if you are a Star Trek fan, then I think you'll likely find it to be pretty delightful. So, I, Josh, you, I, I'm curious on you. It hasn't been, I guess, a favorite enough of yours to watch the second season yet. But what's been your well, reaction? Well, no. Here, here's the thing. To be fair, you have to understand. Like, if a show only has one season. And then I have to like remember and come back to it when the next season sure. comes out. I I mean, you might as well just take it out behind the barn and shoot it. Like, I just don't think to go back. Right. Like <laughs> there's probably Let's some better start. way to manage my media. Uh, that's probably the main reason I haven't returned to it is just that I watched the first season. That's all there was. And then I didn't think to go back because sure. it, I think I saw the other I, day a trailer like season three is now coming season out. Season three right? is, is starting probably tomorrow. I think something yeah. like that. And um, it, there is an episode in um, lower decks that like, I, I, I just about gave myself an aneurysm laughing so hard and I can't remember the name of the episode, but there's one about a, a character that's ascending, you know, the one, you uh-huh. know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. That episode freaking hilarious I, I just that's what i remember about it so it does it, I, like it's not like watching star trek though it's it's more like watching i don't know a, clean, a cleaner trek. rick and morty or you know yeah like it, it's just it feels like a spoof on star trek you know but yeah, but yeah. It's, it's fun like it's and i will so uh i'll i'll say as as like uh i guess my final part of the mini pitch to maybe spark a little bit additional interest is that you know, there's there's currently four Star Treks. Well, okay, there's five Star Trek shows on Paramount Plus right now. I have not watched Prodigy. Uh, I am not likely to watch Prodigy. That's so. the one for kids or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, I can't speak to that. But of the other four, with uh, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, Picard, and Discovery, um, I would say that Lower Decks is my second favorite of those four shows. Which pains me a little bit to say in some ways that I like it more than Picard. Putting it over Picard, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, I guess, my uh, lower decks Star Trek adjacent uh, mini pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll push Trevor over on. Yeah. Uh, see one more reason to getting rid of stars and Funimation. Getting... Oh, it's stars. I mean, sorry. Just cancel Funimation a little early. That's all. I would cancel. I w- I don't, I'm not sure what's taking them so long. I don't like. I'm not in touch with what's going on. So it's weird to me that they that they're like. It seems like they're dragging this whole thing out of the. You know, we're getting together sort of. All right. Well, let's wrap up the episode there, and 
let us know what you guys think of the the stuff that we've pitched. <laughs>